the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. Each week, we invite the two Johns, that's John Sr., John Kelleher, producer and former director of film classification, Kelleher, and uh, John Fardy, a presenter of Screen Time here on News Talk, to look at the best on the box, films and TV offerings. Now, the cinemas are still closed, unfortunately, so John Carla p- picks out movies that are maybe well known to you, but are rescreening on the telly. And the first one you've got for us, John, is Presumed Innocent. Tell me about this. Uh, it dates back to 1990, and it's based on a best-selling uh, thriller by a Chicago lawyer uh, who became an extremely successful novelist, Scott Turow. Um, he, uh, the story is... In fact, a, a district attorney is assigned to investigate the rape and murder of his one-time lover. But he finds himself accused of her killing. And the, the attorney is played by Harrison Ford. Um, the Rolling Stone magazine, incidentally, described the film as equal parts whodunit, courtroom drama and warped love story. It's very, very good. OK, it's on, on Friday night after uh, midnight. Um, uh, uh, OK, um, so so um, it's it's good storyline. It's a thriller. Um, uh, so the other and movie. Yes, sorry. Yes, go on. Sorry, just to say it stars also stars um, Brian Dennehy, a terrific American Irish actor who died, sadly died last month. He's, okay. he's in it as well, as is Greta Skaki and Bonnie Bedelia. And, and no spoilers, Ivan, but... It, it has a stunning climax, uh, it says here, yeah. and surprising. It's, it's based on a book, is it? It is. It's based on a bestseller by uh, Scott Turow, who has went on to write many more uh, extremely well, good-selling books. OK. We, we, we have John Fardy now... Um, John, I have to give you enormous praise because oh, wow. uh, 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 I watched all uh, two seasons, uh, six episodes each of Afterlife. Oh, and, wow. and and it was so good with Ricky Gervais acting, directing, producing that Deirdre was actually watching it and she was into, we'll say, the third episode of seasons one. And I said, all right, look, I, I haven't got in on this. And I just watched 10 minutes of it and I ended up uh, going back to the start and watching it all. And it was, it was just, Pithy. It it was it was very humorous. Uh, well done. It, I really would. It's on Netflix. Afterlife. It's very accessible. It's very funny. If you have a warped sense of humor like me, but I mean, like, <laughs> and um, like me as well. Yes, exactly. No, so like, it's 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 a ten out of ten for me. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And of course, I'd have to point you to a stellar interview on the News Talk podcast player, which I did with Ricky Gervais not three weeks that's ago, right. all about Afterlife. That's if right. you needed some In fact, more that's what compelled me you know? into. <laughs> into into watching it now. Don't, no doubt. Don't worry, I won't make a habit of praising you because no. you you've a, a flashy big budget Netflix series for us. Hollywood. This keeps coming up on my. Th- I thought it was the movie. Wasn't there some Hollywood movie? Was it La La or something that everyone uh, said is such rubbish? So when Hollywood came up, I assumed it was that. 
No, Once Upon not. a Time in Hollywood. Well, it's not no, that. No, no, no. No, Once Upon a Hollywood is a Quentin Tarantino movie, which is great. La La Land is another movie kind of vaguely about Hollywood, which I'm not sure you'd like. Unfortunately, I don't think you're going to like this that much. This is from Ryan Murphy. He's done all sorts of very successful TV. Probably most people would know him from Glee, this kind of thing about kids in school and they burst into song. It was wildly popular. This is kind of a revisionist look at Hollywood in the year 1947. Very glitzy, very glamorous, and it aims to get under the underbelly of Hollywood. And it's loosely fictionalized on some characters who were in Hollywood at the time, like Rock Hudson and people like that and famous studio people but what it does as well as that is it kind of goes counterfactually and it imagines a Hollywood where African Americans where gay people had a better say and were able to make movies unlike was actually the time so it's a bit confused because on the one hand it's saying Hollywood would have been better had it been like this but it's also going under the bonnet of how Hollywood was at the time and it references that famous case of an actress who died or whose body was found on the Hollywood sign it's a bit of a mess. There's parts of it that are entertaining and it, you know, it, it runs along and Hollywood looks very glitzy at times. And there's interesting storylines that are loosely based on reality. Like there's all these young actors working as gigolos out of, in essence, a petrol station. And these lonely studio wives show up is in it, cars. Is it X-rated? Occasionally it is. Occasionally it is. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that would be enough for you in this instance because the <laughs> plot and the storyline is just a bit confused. No, me, we're talking about John. <laughs> all over. <laughs> all over the place. Right. So I would say for me, it was three out of five. For you, it would probably be two out of five, okay. knowing you as I do. And how many is in the series? Like how much do you have to commit to it? It's it's about 10, I think. So it's, it's a long haul, you know. Okay. Uh, and I'm about six through. Now it's holding my interest but just about to be honest. So well, You find it hard to fill your day so I don't yeah, know if you can well, compare. Well let's not get into that now. <laughs> Alright John John Keller uh, have you seen the, any of that John? No? Because uh, I want to uh, No I've seen it extensively trailered yes. and uh, tempted to watch and I think I'd agree exactly with what uh, it sounds like I'd be agreeing with what John is saying. But you are recommending Baby Driver, which is oh, on yeah. Saturday night at 9.35 on RT1. It's a crime thriller. Remind me of what this is about. It's about a, um, a brilliant young getaway driver who's the uh, baby of the title, played by the actor Ansel Elgort. And he works for a crime boss, Kevin Spacey. And he works under duress. Um, he's been trying to get away but uh, they plan these meticulously planned and executed bank robberies. Uh, but Baby meets uh, the girl of his dreams, played by Lily James. But he has to take part, he's forced to take part in one final heist. And we all know it's likely to fail. And the, 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 the various people that, that Kevin Spacey puts together, they're a mix of uh, psychos and criminals, a terrific cast, by the way, um, you've got uh, John Hamm, who's uh, you know from Mad Men, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx, and uh, it's it's very kind of intoxicating. I should say that the soundtrack. I don't know if you'd like this, Ivan, but the soundtrack is absolutely amazing. There's more than thirty tracks of all kinds of different music because Baby, and he plays it when he's driving. He plays them in the tracks in his car. Uh, so you've got like soul classics. You've got music from Queen. 
Dave Brubeck, the Beach Boys, the Commodores. It's, it's even the soundtrack alone is okay. worth. Okay. Well, we we have a clip from Baby Driver. He's a good kid and devil behind the wheel. What the hell else more do you need to know? So you don't think that there's something wrong with him? Just not saying anything. There's nothing wrong with a little quiet. You know why they call him Baby, right? Still waiting on his first words. So you're a mute baby? Is that what it is? Are you a mute? No. All right, it's called Baby Driver. John Keller's recommending it. RT1 Trial by Media on Netflix. This is one of your documentaries, is it, John Fardy? It is, but I actually thought this might work for you because often the problem you and other people have with the documentaries on Netflix, you take something like Making a Murderer, there's 10 episodes. It's a big time commitment. You know, you go in and out of the case. It goes on for years. These are single parters. There's six of them. They're all an hour long. So you get the meat and potatoes, the beginning, middle and end of each case in the hour. So that might get you in the door. Now, this is executive produced by George Clooney and the clues in the title, Trial by Media. It's six of the biggest trials in US history. And they look at how the media may have influenced the outcome of those trials. There's one or two famous cases you may have known. There was a, a, a chap who was murdered because he'd appeared on a, uh, on a talk show called the Jenny Jones Show. That was quite a famous one. There was also that famous case, Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about it called 41 shots about this poor West African man who was shot 41 times when he was reaching for his wallet and the police assumed it was a gun. Now, the problem with this is that it's called trial by media and it's presenting the idea that cases may be influenced by media coverage, but yet it's a documentary on Netflix, one of the biggest media giants in the world that has shortened all these cases to one hour. So it's slightly contradictory. That said, it's a very good watch. It's a really good refresher on some of these high profile cases. There's a famous one of a guy who shot up four people in the 70s in the subway in New York. And that's really well done and brings you back to what happened there. So I think you'd actually enjoy these because they're only an hour and they make for very compelling TV. If you can park that slight contradiction and that they seem to be doing what they're setting out to expose, if you know what I mean. Okay, Olivia from Rathfarnham has been on and saying, I watched Hollywood. A little raunchy in the first three episodes, but a good story through it. Uh, Stick with it. Really enjoyed it. And Dave Androhata says, there's a great Netflix series called Ozark. I'm on season three. Well worth the watch if you enjoy one character called Ruth. What do your experts think? Oh, don't mention Ozark. I'll never get the time back. Deirdre and my daughter were addicted to it. had to watch every episode. I couldn't even have a conversation about where the shopping was or anything or what was in the fridge. I mean, my life was destroyed. So I'm totally against Ozark on that basis. (laughs) Was it any good? Uh, Has any of you seen it? Yes, it's great. It's It's absolutely terrific. And you would enjoy it. So like, 
the fact yeah. that your wife likes it is no reason not to watch it. <laughs> All right. OK. OK. Now, I'm going. Uh, I'm not on the box tonight, so I like to, to when I'm on the third bottle of wine to just flick on one of the top 10 uh, 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 movies on Netflix. And you have a recommendation, John. I watched K-19 with Harrison Ford was a kind of Russian submarine thing. I watched The Stand, which was kind of like horse thieving. Um, average enough, but you know, it kills a few hours. Good Time. Is this a, an old film or what is it? Now, this no, it's a very recent film. It was only made about three years ago and it, um, it got a lot of critical praise and it was selected to compete in Cannes in, a, in official competition. Uh, the thing is, it's directed by the Safdie brothers who did, and I'm not sure that you saw Uncut Gems. I have a feeling that you didn't like it. Was uh, that the one where the person died and they left something behind them? No, that was dancing. No, no. That was that was the that other. That was the one. Wizard of Oz. No, that, no, there was one you recommended. No. It wasn't bad. Uh, uh, an old fella died and uh, left. No, this is this is really very good. It's a high octane crime thriller set in New York City. Uh, there's two brothers, uh, Connie, who's a criminal psych- psycho basically, who's played by Robert Pattinson, whom you'll be familiar with, Ivan. And then there's Nick, his brother, who's mentally impaired. And Connie breaks Nick out of an institution where he's undergoing therapy. And together they stage a bank robbery and they make a complete botch up of the robbery. And during the getaway, Nick is captured. That's the mentally impaired brother. And he's thrown in jail. So the rest of the movie is set in the shady New York City underworld. And okay. it depicts Connie's frantic efforts to get Nick All out right. of jail. So it's good time. I'll give it a go. Is Uncut Gems also on Netflix? Yeah. I don't think and it's, it's great. on yet. It's, you don't think it's great, John Vardy? Is that what you said? No, I think it's great. No, I think it's on. Did it not premiere on Netflix? I do think okay. it's on Netflix. No, I might, I think it's I Netflix. Watch. See, I find after 10 minutes, oh, I've seen this already, but I can never remember the name <laughs> of it. All right, good time. I'm going to watch it tonight. My sincere thanks to the two Johns, John Keller and John Vardy. The Hard Shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.